What's up, guys? Coach Gabe here with the Nine Nation Podcast, hanging out with Coach Dane. What's up, guys? Today we are talking about daily movement. All right, so just moving a little bit more throughout the day, right? Getting up from the desk at work, whatever it may be. Um, just a couple different ways and ideas of just how to add more movement into your day. Yeah, and I think this is a really important topic, just daily movement, general daily movement, because CrossFitters are definitely, if there's one thing they're good at, it's working hard in the gym for like that hour or two hours that they're here. And then who the heck knows what happens the rest of the day, right? You go sit at your desk and you just, right. It's like go ham in the wad, get done and then go sit, you know, sit at your desk for work or whatever it may be. Um, so just kind of breaking up those stagnant patterns, um, kind of becoming a little bit more self-aware of your, you know, of your amount of movement or lack thereof, Mm -hmm. you know, or kind of figuring out ways to, Break up your regular routine. You know, let's say you're at work, you sit at a desk for eight hours, set an alarm every hour, get up, do some, a little bit of movement. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't always have to be weighted stuff. You know, I think that's like people Mm -hmm. think that, oh, if I'm not in the gym lifting weights that I can't better myself. You know, that's not the case. Oh yeah, totally. Like, yeah, definitely. When we say movement throughout the day, we're not talking about exercise. Um, So just before we started recording, we were just talking about this idea of NEAT. It's an acronym, N-E-A-T, Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. That's a big acronym. Good job, Dane. Yes, I got all the big words. Nice. Um, so basically what that is, that's just the idea of this all this non-exercise stuff that you're doing throughout the day. It's helping you. It's getting your body moving, and it's causing you to burn more calories. Right. So right. that's thermogenesis is kind of the idea that your body is just getting movement and, and burning calories. So it's like the secret little things that are actually helping you toward your goals. Right. And kind of having a higher level of neat versus a lower level of neat. So like a real quick comparison. So if you work a desk job from like nine to five, your neat level is not going to be that high. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not constantly standing up and doing stuff. Whereas like, let's say somebody that works like a physical labor job and you're picking things up all day, you're walking around, you're moving, your, your neat level is going to be a lot higher, right? So you're burning more calories, you're staying more active. Yep. All those things outside of the gym right. boost you. So even there's like those little tricks, like park a little bit farther in the parking lot when you're going into a store, Oh yeah. stuff like that. That's just going to increase your neat versus if you're searching constantly for the closest spot to the store, it's kind of like, like, what are you doing, man? Like Dude, you're just sitting in your car longer so you can walk a shorter distance. Right. We should be wanting to get out of those crappy seats and move. Man, I'm always parking in the back, like walking a good distance to the store. My girlfriend hates it every time I do it, but get my exercise in, man. Get those steps in. That's one of those things when I was a kid, like my dad would do that all the time. I'm like, why do we have to park so far? Right. Now, you get now it. I do it all like, the time. I'm like, oh crap. I <laughs> became my dad just with that. <laughs> I'm that guy now. No, it's a, that's definitely a good one. So, and then also like, all right, if you know, whether you, uh, some type of like walk later in the day, you know, um, I like it before I go to bed and go for like a little walk around the neighborhood. I have a dog, so that works out too. You know, I'll kind of walk her and it helps me wind down. But again, it's just, I'm getting a little bit more movement in, um, but yeah. it also helps me kind of downregulate too. Yeah. Well, walking is one of those things like it can be sort of an exercise activity, but really it, I wouldn't count it as like a exercise, especially for a CrossFit, like our population that we're dealing with. Right. I wouldn't call walking exercise for some people maybe it is exercise right 
Um, it's kind of based on the, int- the intensity level of what you're used to. Right. But walking is kind of like one of those things. Like even at, back in the day, I used to be like, I'm going to take a rest day. I'm going to rest so hard. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch TV. And I thought I was like doing a good thing, but no, it's actually better on your rest days to get up and move a little bit or stretch or do some mobility, like yeah. get some mo- level of movement in. Yeah. Basic stuff. You know, um, it's, it's not like an all out workout. It's, you're just not, it, it's better than not doing anything for sure. And I think that's the idea is like, all right, well, we'll just get up and move. Um, you well, know. yeah. Walk going back to walking. Uh, you said at night, that's a great time to do it. Ideally, yeah. I would like to walk like first thing in the morning and first thing at night, but that doesn't always happen because I'm yeah trying to get to the gym. We got early mornings. Coach so like people. The first thing in the morning is mm-hmm. kind of tough, but I mean, so we do have like, think of us like as coaches, right? We do have a higher level of need, mm-hmm. right? We're coaching classes. Yeah. We're getting here. We're moving stuff around. We're kind of warming up with our class. So that's one thing, right? But yeah, sometimes I'll look at my watch. It'll tell me I have like 10,000 steps yep. and I haven't even exercised yet yeah so just doing things around the gym so that's a benefit for us right yeah usually by the time like if i've just like coaching one class gets me to around like three thousand to five thousand steps i tracked it one day it all depends on like what class is but still Mm -hmm. that's those are you know but again our jobs do have high levels of neat um if you don't have you know if, if you're working at a desk or you're doing something like that kind of like we said kind of find out a way to break up that that stagnant like eight or nine hours of sitting at a desk, just get up, um, go for like, you know, walk to the, I don't know, walk to the bathroom, just like get up, do some squats, touch mm-hmm. your toes, do some yeah. windmills. Sometimes for me, it's not even about the walk by itself. It's just about like getting outside. Yeah. Like get, getting some sunlight on my skin. Cause we, we work in the gym all day and we have the bay doors open. Right. But even I, even then I find myself like, if I haven't walked outside in a bit and I've just been inside, I'll start to like get a little pent up and like a little yeah. cranky. And then I'll just take my shirt off and walk outside just to get the sun on my skin for like 10 minutes. And like, everything's better. Yeah. It's like, it's like in- a natural instantly. booster. Yeah. It's actually pretty crazy. Um, so sometimes if I have like a mini break between clients or coaching classes, I'll just do that. Yeah. And like, I won't even do a movement or maybe I'll stretch or something like that, but I'll just like literally go out and sit outside. Just kind of walk around. Yeah. Like there's some, super great benefits just especially if you work indoors yeah like in an office um i would get outside every chance you can right it's like if you got a lunch break it's an hour long you don't need that entire 30 minutes or entire hour to eat lunch you know you can take 30 minutes to eat your lunch 30 minutes to go outside walk around or you know do something um just kind of break up that pattern of sitting around for sure um yeah so walking is a great one another time good time to walk is after a meal yes i definitely don't do the best job at this, but I know I should do better. Yeah. Uh, it just helps you digest and kind of yeah. sets your body into a good, a good mood also. It's definitely better than like sitting down on the couch or laying down or something like that. Your body's not necessarily in the, the best position to digest foods. Whereas if you're upright and you get better digestion from that, but, um, it, yeah, it's like, so what I try and do at night, I try and like eat dinner. Right. And then like after dinner, I'll take Lily for a walk for like 30 minutes, you know, and that definitely kind of helps mm-hmm. me start to, that's like starting my nighttime process where it's like, all right, take Lily for a walk, start down regulating, pull out a book, you know, turn off all the electronics, do all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great little nighttime routine. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, like same thing, maybe you pull out a yoga mat, do a little bit of mobility, stretch, throw on a Ramwad if that's something you have. Yes. Yeah, stretching. Sometimes it, I feel like it gets a bad rap. It's just like, I'm stretching. I'm like what? Why? 
Right. Like, what are you stretching for? Right. Um, but if you know you have a, a certain tight area or maybe even something that some muscle that doesn't really fire properly, um, sometimes it's hard to find that out for yourself. But if you're working with a coach, they might be able to point you in the right direction. Um, but even then, just like if you have tight shoulders, maybe doing some specific little shoulder routine. I know for some of my clients now, I'm giving them like a tight hips routine, tight shoulder routine, um, like a desk jockey routine where they can, if they set a desk, it's kind of specific stretches for them to do. And it's just like a little short 10, 15 minute routine that they can just plug in anytime during the week, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like you said, it's, but it's a matter of kind of knowing like, all right, what am I doing this for? Not just kind of going through just random stretches and stretching everything, you know, because mm-hmm. the or last just, thing you want to do is take something that's not even tight to begin with and just stretch it. Yeah. Keep right? stretching it. Keep stretching it. Like, hey, I've seen some people do this thing with a band. I'm just going to go ahead that. and do it. Yeah. But if it's not solving the problem, then it's kind of it's probably kind of useless. Yeah, no. Get a coach. Get them to go over some stuff with you. Figure out those weaknesses. Yeah. And then one other thing aside from stretching, mobility, and walking is little kind of accessory type movements. We mentioned, um, I think it was off podcast we talked about it, but like little trigger sessions is kind of what they're called. Um, usually, I mentioned how I used to rest so hard that I just sit on the couch and like, yes, this is great for my body. I'm recovering the best way possible. But turns out I was wrong about that. Right. Um, so like doing some kind of like light banded work is a great thing to do, but especially if it's targeting one of your areas of weakness. Right. Yeah. And if you're super sore and like, you're like, oh man, I definitely, I need to rest. It's good. Give yourself that rest from like heavy weights and like really kind of pushing yourself in the gym. But that doesn't mean just don't move. Um, best thing to do is get some blood flow. You know, I know we were kind of talking about like pull out the bands. Bands are always a great tool for blood flow. Um, whatever it may be. Like I know, for example, my upper back, like that's one thing I'm always trying to focus on. So doing some banded, uh, banded pull parts, banded face pulls, doing some stuff like that, just to kind of pump up that area and get blood flow to that. Cause that's, what's going to help you recover. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some like little shoulder external rotations, banded face pulls, like you were saying, right. Uh, a lot of like Glute bridges is a good one for a lot of people because most people are probably quad dominant, safe to say. So getting those glutes to fire. Um, Even like after a heavy bench press day, sometimes it's good to just actually do some like nice slow controlled push-ups. Even though you're sore, you're just kind of working it out and like Gabe said, blood flow. Like you're just getting a little bit of pump to the area. Not doing a full workout. You're just doing a little bit of movement to kind of help facilitate that adaptation. Right. Get a little stretch in, get some blood flow to that tight area. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely help you with your recovery. Um, but again, it's uh, so kind of talking about like accessory movements and auxiliary movements as well. So like you kind of mentioned glute bridges, um, you know, figuring out kind of what those weaknesses are and doing accessory work to help those weaker areas get activated before you come into a class. So uh, for example, like Dane kind of hit that right on the head. Like I know my glutes, you know, I have to do some glute bridges, do some single leg glute bridges to really get them to wake up and fire appropriately. And then also I have some stability issues. So coming in and like balancing on a stability ball, um, or like the BOSU ball and doing some stuff like that to kind of get my stability in check, throw like a, you know, one of those hip circles around my knees, do some clamshells, some glute bridges, stuff like that. And it doesn't seem like it'd make that big of a difference, but it really does like just five to 10 minutes of that. And I already feel those muscles starting to wake up and I'm kind of priming them for whatever they're about to do in that workout. And I get a hell of a lot better results in that workout. Like I feel 
the proper muscle groups working and kind of, you know, they're firing versus, you know, my dominant muscle groups just taking over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, I know Kyle has even been talking a little bit about that as well. He's been having some like little hip shifting yeah. issues. And when he, he does this little banded like adductor yep. um, work, like the muscle on the inside of your thigh. Um, so once he primes that up, he's like, I've never felt better. Like everything feels so smooth. Like everything's just firing. Right. Um, how it should. Yeah. And like that muscle might actually even like, you'll, you'll, you'll feel it the next day. You'll feel it get sore. And that's like one of those big yeah. feelings. They're like, Oh wow. Like, all right, I feel all the difference in this. Yeah. Especially if it's underactive, like sometimes you get even that little twitch. Yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. It's like, all right. Getting that to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then instead of like Gabe said, instead of just jumping right into a deadlift or a squat, spend some time getting those glutes firing. And that's kind of the purpose why we program. If you notice in our programming on some days, um, I know Gabe, you've mentioned, I've heard you mention it in front of your class before those like little accessories, right? We call it accessory. Um, so if it's like a back squat five by five, maybe sometimes we'll have like a weighted glute bridge hold in between sets or something like that. Sometimes it's only like three or four sets. Um, and I've heard you mention, and I've mentioned it before in my classes is like, it's a good idea to front load those, those little accessory moves. So right. maybe you do your first accessory before or even your first set of squats. Yeah. Like right after the warm up, then you jump into your squat. It's a little bit on the lighter side, right? And then you do your accessory again, that glute bridge hold, for instance, that's just an example, right? And then as you're increasing weight, you're slowly getting everything to fire better and better. By the end of your like fourth and fifth set, you're really ready to hit some, hit some weight. Right. Everything's kind of primed up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Did I explain that well? Yeah. No. Spot on. Uh, one last thing as far as daily movement and one that we may not think about very much is breathing. I know Gabe, you're big on breathing. I'm, I'm big on breathing. We like to talk about it together. So let's talk about it on the podcast for everyone to hear. For sure. Um, it's one of those, <laughs> yeah, like you said, like you said, everybody, um, it, it's not something we always think of, uh, but in reality, it's like the foundation of moving and moving well, but also just our life, right? Can't really live without oxygen. Got to breathe. Um, it's the breathing is a movement pattern. Yes. And it's the one that we do the most times throughout the day out of anything else. Right. But we don't practice reps. We don't practice breathing. It's not something, it's a, you know, it's a rare, if someone practices breathing, I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Who is this person? Um, but like, that's the same thing. So like, you know, I have a couple of my clients do, you know, diaphragmatic breath work and I have them kind of, it, it does a lot of it does a lot of good for you, you know, um, just spending five to 10 minutes to kind of not even, not even 10 minutes is like just taking five minutes to tap into your breathing, focus yeah. on nasal breathing. Yeah. Even two minutes, right? Like yeah. whatever you have available. And that's the thing is breath is always available to you. You can literally be sitting at your desk and start and just, you feel maybe a little bit stressed or something is not going right for you. Take a second, chill out, man. Breathe through your nose, breathe like a big belly breath in. All right. Beautiful sound effects. Everything's better. There you go. But that's like, well, uh, and like when people are always kind of stressing out, people, they just take a couple deep breaths. They're not wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. Those deep breaths help to calm you down. So that's one of those. There's definitely a lot of different breathing techniques out there. Um, yeah. One thing I'll say about the deep breaths, it's yeah, it's good to have nice deep breaths, but you want to breathe, like you said, through the, the diaphragm, right? You don't want to take a big deep breath in through like your shoulders and your neck. Right. So if you're breathing and you feel like your shoulders are 
going up, then it's you're probably actually doing a the opposite of what you want. You're kind of telling your body that to tense up and go into a stressful state rather than like a relaxing relaxation state. Right. And that's like good old yoga method. They'll always take you, you know, have you put one hand on your stomach, one hand on your chest, make sure that that hand on your stomach is rising first, you know, yep. trying to think of if you can really think of breathing in through your belly, right. in through the nose, fill the belly up with air first. The chest may rise a little bit at the end as the, as you finish that breath in. Um, and then same thing as you exhale, making sure that the stomach kind of falls first you're almost kind of pushing out. It's almost like an accordion, mm-hmm. right? It's really a good way to think of it. Um, and that's just, I mean, you could do that first thing when you wake up, it's a really easy thing to do. Roll out of bed or like, you don't even have to roll out of bed. You could be laying in bed and just take a couple, you know, mm-hmm. a couple breaths to help wake you up. And that, that can probably do, a, you know, most of us a lot of good, even more so than like waking out of bed and just doing a cup of coffee right off the bat. Right. Oh yeah. It's for like, sure. yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like one of those things, like you said, it's, we don't really think about it, but we, we just do it all the time. Um, but oftentimes we're doing it poorly. Like we're probably breathing through the mouth versus the nose. Yeah. It's a lot better to breathe through, the, through your nose rather than your mouth. It's like a filter. Um, so going back to this idea of daily movement is just like, it doesn't have to be anything official, like an official breathwork session. I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes and do this. Like, that's great if you have the time and you can do it. But even just throughout the day, if you catch yourself breathing through your mouth or you feel like your neck is getting a little tight, your shoulders are rising every time you take a breath, like take a second, force yourself to breathe through the nose for a couple of times. Try to breathe through the belly like Gabe was saying. Um, and just throughout the day as many times as you can it's going to be a repetitive process just catching yourself and going back to it immediately that's kind of the way you want to do it yeah and then it just becomes a habit at that point where you're just a little bit more aware of what you're doing you don't have to be like you said don't have to be a set routine mm-hmm. i know sometimes when i'm driving i'll catch myself breathing through the mouth or even like just because of the nature of the seat i think you slouch just a like little bit yeah. slouching forward or my neck comes forward so i'll like right put my head back against the headrest and then breathe through the nose and that kind of sets my body back in alignment versus like being in that little slouch position. Yeah. So that's a good little tip. Head against the headrest when you drive. For sure. If your head is forward, you're just reinforcing that bad posture. Yeah, no, the headrest is there for a reason. Yeah. Once you have that bad posture too, then it's likely that your breath is going to go downhill. They, yeah, it all kind of interplays together. Well, like you said, you start breathing into those tight areas where you store a lot of that tension. Your neck gets tight, your traps get tight, everything starts tightening up. Whereas if you kind of focus back on that, that belly breathing or that diaphragmatic breathing, It'll make things a lot better. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So daily movement. One great thing about daily movement is just to kind of wrap this up is it helps promote better sleep. Yeah. So that's one of those things you don't really notice it, but if you're cramped up all day, been breathing like crap all day, you didn't really move that much. Maybe you smashed yourself in the workout, but it wasn't like, eh, like it's not the best thing, right? You know, when you're just hitting it hard after being sitting all day and breathing like crap. Um, but if you can get yourself, your body in a good state, good relaxation state, you go for a walk at night, you've been breathing good all day, you're going to sleep a lot better. Yeah. And then you're going to recover a lot better and you're just setting yourself up for the next day of, of good activity. For sure. For sure. Expending more energy, just moving more, getting more energy out. And then that's definitely going to help you sleep better. Mm-hmm. All right. Good stuff. Wrap it up. I think so.